to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer a heretic. I'm your host, Matthew J. DiStefano, and for the next hour, I'll be your Sherpa to nowhere in particular. Nowhere in particular. What's happening, everyone? It is another special edition episode of Apostates Anonymous. This is Football Fridays. No, not that football. Proper football. We're going to be talking uh, uh, Premier League today. We're going to be catching everyone up with, uh, with some thoughts on what's going on. And I will say this, I am... Over the moon, I'm over the moon for you. I'm over the moon with how Tottenham has been playing lately. We are into the group stage of Europa League. Maccabee Haifa got a shellacking by uh, 7-2. to And then we turned around, and uh, I will be calling Aiden later, who is a United fan, so I hate saying this, but uh, we... We sliced him up pretty good. Gave him an historic loss. 6-1 to one at Old Trafford. It was ugly. It was ugly from the start. Actually, it was ugly on our end. We gave up a penalty in the, 30, in the first like 30 seconds. And then from then, for the next 90 minutes, we kind of fucked their day up. And um, it's been a crazy, crazy week in the Premier League. We'll get to all that. I'm going to be calling Aiden... So we'll get into the craziness that was Tottenham and United and the craziness that was Aston Villa and Liverpool because Liverpool decided they were going to give up as many goals at the start of this year as they gave up all of last year. I don't know what the fuck's going on with them, but it was crazy to watch. They lost 7-2 to Villa. So insanity is happening in Premier League this year. And I will say this. I think I was wrong about a couple teams. Obviously, Villa is fucking solid so far. We'll see if that continues. I was right about Everton. They're top of the heap. And I think so far I was wrong about United, at least their trajectory. I had them top four. And uh, Christ almighty, they they might be top top half of the table if they're lucky by the end of the year. So, again, it's a long season. No, knee, no knee-jerk reactions, but just initial thoughts and, um, and initial trajectories. So... Lots to get into. Gonna hit up Aiden right now. We're gonna we're gonna make a call across the pond. So here we go. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? I'm in How a bad you? mood, man. <laughs> I, I, I I was debating whether I should call you. Um, I don't know. I, 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 have you spoken to anybody else yet? Um, no, no. I, um, I, I'm, I'm just, just for you, to, just for you today. I was thinking about calling Dylan because he's a Liverpool supporter, and um, boy, boy, they, they took it on the chin too. But <laughs> I figure, I figure, I, I, I figure. Since uh, since Tottenham and, and United played, I figure we might as yeah. well talk. But uh, you guys are in shambles, are you not? Um, yeah, I, I I was thinking earlier on, you know, because obviously I knew that we were going to do the podcast, and I thought to myself, right, 
Uh, I don't want to be too knee-jerk because obviously it's the third game of the season. But you see, everything has just combined. Um, you know, it's it, well, first of all, right? So we start, we're beaten in our first game. Second game, scrape a draw. You know, fair enough. I, I feel it was a penalty, but we, we won it in the end. Sorry, it'll be scraped away from a draw, should I say. Right. And then and then we get our asses handed to us by, by Spurs. And that's not to take anything away from Spurs, of course. And I was saying that to you that it's sure. just that we were so shit that it was almost it was a great big distraction because it was so difficult for people to actually assess how well Spurs did, you know. And you just sure. cut us open. I mean, absolutely cut us open. We were making schoolboy errors at the back. I mean, some of the stuff that that like that that pass that that Bayi made. I mean, that that's what you would expect a twelve-year-old. To be told by his manager, his listen, you you shouldn't be doing that. And if you ever watch, you know, the professionals play, you'll never see that. Well, guess what happened? That's what happened. It's yeah. exactly what happened. And and Maguire is running around like a headless chicken. I mean, he's supposed to be he's supposed to be our our captain. We we we've, we 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 brought him in for so much money. And I mean, his performance against Spurs, uh, no talking to each other, headless chicken, and he's playing as if he's he's in the third or fourth division. And uh, I don't know if um, I was watching NBCSN, and I thought that there was a there was just a really one of those real telling comments that the commentator uh, made, and he, he said, "Listen, listen to the two teams. There is nobody on Manchester United that, that are talking to each other, and that's it." Nobody, they're not. Spurs were like, oh yeah, left, left, right, yeah, yeah, forward, forward, back, back, pace it, pace it. But I, they were just communicating, and and the score, the score represents that. It was a team that were communicating against a shit show, uh, and you you, you completely pummeled us. I watched one video of De Gea, and he was heard yelling at Luke Shaw. Uh, no, Luke, no, Luke, no, Luke, no, Luke. He said it like five <laughs> times and Luke just, and, and, and he kept following Kane on the edge of the box and, and son just ran right through the middle and scored that fourth goal. And you could tell like the, like the body language of some of the players after son scored that. It was just like, what the fuck are we doing? No, it's, it's just nobody talks to each other. And, you know, that's what you, you always see in great teams, the levels of communication. Everyone's on the same wavelength to a degree, you know, fair enough. You, you can't get it a hundred percent, but you're gonna get you're gonna get a team that are communicating. Everybody knows their place. You have a leader. You might even have a second in command, depending on whether they're you know say defense or midfield or attack. But by and large, everyone's communicating. Um, we're not only doing that, but we're doing it in a team that uh, they're, they're about six or seven players short of a team that could possibly um, challenge for the title. We're not even going to get fourth. Uh, I know I said I wouldn't be knee jerk, but you know you got to understand where I'm coming from. I mean, man, you were even feeling sorry for me. I was. I, like, I, I was. Dope. I was, and we were messaging each other. And after a while, I was just like, I mean, I'm enjoying it as a Spurs <laughs> fan, obviously, but but at the same time, I'm just like, oh my god, like. Poor Aiden, he must be dying right now. <laughs> I watched the matches with Nikki as well, and Nick, I think at one point Nikki looked over to me and she was like, uh, "They're a bit shit, aren't they?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> what can I say? But but no, it's 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 bad. Like it's it's really bad. Shaw is. 
I, I, there's a few things that kind of came to mind. So Shaw, to begin with, I mean, I, I like the guy. He shows a lot of heart, but I think from a, he seems to always be just about fit, maybe just slightly off the mark. And you, you saw there in the example you used, you know, defensively, he's just found wanting all the time. There's no communication there. So there's a huge problem with our left back position. You know, obviously with the, the, the new purchases that we've made, even though to me it's just one of the, bit, the most atrocious, it's shambolic really, the, the, the transfer window for us. But we do have a, uh, what's his face that came in? I can't think of his name. I'm still trying to get to know their names. Tell us. Alex Tellers. Uh, t- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some from Porto. So uh, maybe, I mean, maybe maybe the reason we bought him was because, you know, they're aware that there's a problem at left back. But then there's also a problem in, in uh, at centre back. So everyone was saying, well, uh, Lindegaard was, was um, you know, not Lindegaard. I always forget. Lindelof. Lindelof, everyone was, including me, was was screaming my head off at Lindelof for the, the, just the, the, the category of errors that he's made. And so um, they brought in, brought in Bailly. And of course, what does Bailly do? Schoolboy error, ball right to Spurs, who ended up scoring. But then um, uh, Maguire is supposed to be the leader, um, not only of the team, but also of the defence. But he doesn't know his errors from his elbow. But it's like, <laughs> is he undroppable? Just because of his price tag and because he, he came from Leicester and so so you've got two major problems. So really Juan Bissaka is the only defender at the moment that looks like he, he, he belongs in the team. So maybe this guy coming in will will um you know bring something new to the team. But tell us that's fine and well, he's new, he's gonna have some adjusting to do, but we still have a problem in the centre of defence. So we can go on all we want about this, you know, um blistering pace up front and you know being able to score loads of goals which clearly isn't the case as we saw in in, in the last game um but if you haven't got it at defense what's the point we're just going to leak goals you know and do you think uh do you think the major problem does it start up up top with the owners does it Very does it so. Does it start yeah. with uh, the manager or, or, or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, uh, no, it is. It is. It's it, it's just it's just a big giant turd floating downstream, like, and it, it's <laughs> just going through every part of it. And you know, it, it's funny because when I remember chatting to a good pal of mine about this, um, you know, he's a big United fan. I think I spoke about him actually on the last podcast, Carl. And yeah. he he was saying, "Look, you know, I was going, man, where is this going wrong?" And this is about maybe three years ago. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with us? And he was, he was, this is when Liverpool were starting to get good again. And he said, look, look at Liverpool. Look what they're doing. Look at Man City. Look at what they're doing. They're getting stuff sorted at the top. So they've got a director of football. Um, you know, everyone that, that is in their place seems to be good at what they do. Everybody is doing the job they're supposed to do and not trying to do all sorts because of some sort of crazy monstrous ego that that uh, somebody somebody is is dealing with so so that they, they, they have all done really well um they've got um they've got um the director of football up the top making huge decisions on a negotiation level and then someone like Jurgen Klopp is able to actually go and and do his job from you know managing and training and they've got the staff there they're getting in some really fantastic 
um, transfer window. But he was saying to me, look, this is not what United did. Instead, for whatever reason, the Glazers have held on to Ed Woodward. Ed Woodward is a commercial man. He's he's the marketeer. He's the guy that does all the major deals with Nike and what have you, you know. He pulls in the yeah. revenue. He's about the, 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 the global um, presence of Manchester United. He's not about football. He doesn't. He do, he is not a football guy. And the thing is, what happens? We're we're after Sancho all summer. I mean, this is like this is like a, some some nerd has been chasing a girl all summer, thinking that he's going to score with her, and, and and it was just never going to happen. Like, not a hope, <laughs> you know. And so Sancho doesn't come in. So what we do is we panic buy, and as a result of panic buying, we go and we get um uh oh, my bloody brain today. Your man, Ayak. Um, Vanderby. No, no. Dude, dude from, dude, 33-year-old Uruguayan, Paris Saint-Germain, um, uh, Cavani, Cavani. Yes. How's he, get, how's he my man? I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> so Cavani, Cavani comes in from PSG at 33 years of age, um, you know, it's it's understandable to, to to question, you know, is this guy kind of one step out of the grave, you know? United have become this like, you know, graveyard for for people that are nowhere near as good as they used to be. Now he does yeah. look decent, but he's very, very injury prone. But that's the marquee signing that Ed Woodward bought in as a result of not being able to get Jaden Sancho is he is what, like more than ten years younger than Cavani. Yeah. Um, then we've got this guy, I can't even pronounce his name, Facundo Pellistri. <laughs> Facundo. <laughs> yeah, that was my little eight-year-old joke there. Facundo. But anyway, Facundo is this Uruguayan guy. Now, I think um, the whole point behind him is that he's they're, they're looking for wingers, and he's very young. Apparently, he's decent. Uh, I haven't a clue. No one's ever heard of him. No one knows what to expect. Um, and then there's a guy from Atlanta that's coming in Christmas called uh, Diallo. And mm-hmm. now apparently, apparently, he's meant to be half decent. And his trainer said, like, he's, of course, he's given them the kiss of death already. He said he's like a mini Messi and that some oh, of the players oh can't. <laughs> some, of the, some of the players can only resort to, to chopping them down because he's so skillful. But of course, you know, do, do, do we need to know these things already if we're going to be fighting for second or third place or even fourth you know? right it's a it's a, a joke <laughs> and what's the problem have because uh, paul pogba he seems like he could be one of the greatest players in europe and and it's just not happening what do you think his deal is um pogba is a world-class player once in 20 games um yeah. Maybe he's being played out of position. A lot of people will say that his best position is behind the front two um, as a kind of a playmaker, but often he's put into a more of a defensive role. Uh, I personally think it's a bit of an ego thing with Pogba. Um, He has this sort of petulance that slips into his game from time to time where he'll do a few tricks, wants to be the showman, because maybe that's just where he's naturally inclined. But then when he screws up, he's not the one tracking back. Um, yeah. Bruno Fernandes wasn't bought as a player to track back and tackle like Roy Keane or one of these great box-to-box midfielders. So he's won in 20 games. He's world-class, you know. Again, a bit like Maguire, he becomes this undroppable. It's all attitude. Maybe he's still a bit sick. Apparently some people were saying that because of the COVID, he's still kind of, 
you know, it's he's still he's still under the weather a bit, uh, and maybe yeah. that there's a there's a sense of truth to that, but but maybe it's because also that they don't really know who to put in instead of Pogba. And you could put in McTominay, and don't forget as well that when we restarted last season, uh, when we United were playing really well, um, it this was before Pogba was actually back fit, and yeah. Fernando and um, uh, McTominay actually looked really solid in mid, in, mid, in midfield, so I don't know what the story is with, with Pogba. He's just this, the great enigma. No one seems to understand him. Um, yeah. No one. I just don't know. And do you know what? He'll go off and play for France, and he'll he'll give in a ten out of ten performance for yeah. whatever reason, and just come back yeah. to it. Maybe he's not happy. Do you know? Yeah, it's possible, especially really if there's an ego thing too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, was this was this the craziest weekend of football you've seen in a while? Because it seemed to me like uh, I was watching. You know, yeah, it was it was bizarre. Like you know, some of the matches were whatever. It was a surprise that West Ham got Leicester three nil, but but then to watch watch what we did to to United and then to, to turn to turn on the Villa and Liverpool game and see that it was you know two one three one four. I mean seven seven fucking goals Liverpool gave up. I know. I was. I, I. I really wanted it to be eight two, just so that the goal difference would be less than ours. That was. That, that was my. That was my consolation, you know, because we. One of our housemates is a. He's a staunch Liverpool fan, and of course earlier on I was getting and getting it in the neck. Um, but then he went out, and then you know, he. I think he watched the game down some pub or something, and of course very quiet. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was quite Phenomenal. quiet. But you know. Um, that that being said, like I mean, Liverpool, they they were still carved apart, like you know, um, and it's a bit like uh, Spurs. You can't, you really can't take anything away from the Spurs performance, um, and you, and you can't take that away from Villa either. Um, you know, Grealish looked great, um, player that we were after, and and. Yeah. You know, they're, they're banging in goals. Um, what's his face uh, came from Brentford? Watkins. Watkins, um, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 only twenty four. He's young, um, and he's he seems to be doing pretty well there as well. I I just and, and I mean he, he got a hat trick as well, which is always good for the confidence. So I mean, teams like you know teams like Everton and Aston Villa have have you know <laughs> I didn't expect them to do so well, but sure. We are in 2020. It's uh, it is the twilight zone here. So yeah, uh, we're we're in. I don't know if you watch Stranger <laughs> Stranger Things. We're like in the upside down, man. <laughs> it is. Did, did did you see? I don't know. Did I send you that that image of a? It's it's taken a photograph in a car, and it's just like a, a kind of a meme, and there's a cow. <laughs> <laughs> there's a cow flying in the field in the distance and the, the caption is something like well normally i'd stop and ask questions but it's 2020 <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> so going going forward um i mean i do, do you write the ship who do you have next next week do you know who are we playing next week i can't even think i know it's i hang on a second i'm just going to look at the i know it's somebody that I, well i see i'm afraid of everyone now matty you know so it's, oh, you've um, got uh, you've got Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle away. It is oh, Newcastle away. Uh, well, where they when Newcastle is sitting at, at ninth, uh, played for 
uh, goal difference of one. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's the the thing is the thing when you play away if, when you play at Newcastle, the just the the crowds are insane. I mean, these people are absolutely nuts about football. They uh, they love Newcastle. It is a religion, and so yeah. you know, e- even historically, when we, we went back in you know the the mid to late nineties when we go and play Newcastle at a time when they were. Uh, fighting us for first and second place it's a cauldron so you go and play newcastle away you know uh, i i don't know i i'm just not confident about anything really but then hey it's football because at the end of the day these players could come in and suddenly be fantastic and then everything changes but i'm, I'm not confident at the moment uh, i'm fearing the day that you get all three of us on uh, i'll be like this quiet little kid in the corner the first day at school <laughs> nibbling on his sandwich you know kind of saying nothing <laughs> well yeah i don't i don't know you know out of all of out of all the people i've had on the show i mean we've got our, our arsenal are leading the pack um uh, over liverpool and then in tottenham and you guys are down uh, god knows where you're not even on the front page here you're at 16th where are we um, now yeah what, you don't want to know uh, 16th but you got a game in hand though yeah, but like, what good is a game in hand when you're shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a meme right there. <laughs> what, good, what good is two games in hand when you're shit? <laughs> when you're right. destined to lose? When yeah. when you're when you're director of football slash commercial director slash gimp of of a I wouldn't know what you call it interferes with everything because he wants to satisfy his his ego. Ed Woodward, he, he needs to go, man. And, and lasers. I, 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 I'm a member of a um, kind of a forum called Red Cafe. I've been a member since like 2000, like donkey's years. And they're, they're not happy. But they've been talking about the glazers for quite some time. But, you know, it's just getting a joke now. Clearly, clearly, Edward Woodward is, is of value to the glazers commercially. You know, there's no denying that. But sure, what good is that if you can't perform on the pitch? You know, it's just That's not right. very, it's no good. It's just a, it's just a, a money-making machine and nothing more, nothing less. Uh, that's yeah. pretty shit. So well, just remember my... this. Remember this. At least you're not Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> Four losses. Yeah, not, <laughs> not doing well. <laughs> They've conceded 11 goals. But so are we. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, true. I think West Brom's only conceded more. I can't. I can't even get. I can't even get Fulham conceding eleven goals because we've conceded eleven as well. We've lost two out of three. Cheapers. Well, and you've, you know. you've conceded eleven and three. They conceded eleven and four. So I know it. So it's even worse. Exactly. It's even worse. So that's that's what happens when Spurs put you to the sword. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Well, um, I, I I hope the next time we talk uh, under better circumstances. There'll be a glimmer of hope in my in, in my your voice. eye. I, yes, a twinkle <laughs> in your eye and a glimmer in your voice. This Irish, this Irish heart will never stop smiling. Don't worry. Well, good for you. All right. Well, we'll talk, talk to you, to you soon, soon then. Later. All right then. All right. Thank you again, Aiden, for coming on. Appreciate it for uh, struggling through talking about uh, what assuredly must be breaking your heart to bits. Um, but you know what? There's always hope, right? It's the hope that kills you, but there's always hope. It's early. It's early. It's a long season. And uh, there's always next year as well. That's what I always tell myself. 
But let's uh, let's get into some predictions for this coming weekend. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Uh, a week from next. Because we got a break, right? Yeah, we got a, a bit of a break. That's been the crazy part of this season. We've been just going two to three games a week. I think we had four matches in eight days for Tottenham. And uh, I'm just used to having games and games and games and games already. So we do have a little bit of a break. So maybe I'll maybe I'll take next week football Friday off and we'll just do our predictions because the next the next match is on the 17th. This is out on the 9th. So, um, yeah, we got a we have the international break at this point. Lord willing, no one gets injured. Fingers crossed. And I think we will um, we might be getting uh, Gareth Bale back from injury at the next at the next match I heard I heard Bale for Tottenham was going to be uh making his debut uh after the international break which is what we're in right now so 17th and 18th and of course Monday night football on the 19th is our next Premier League matches so we're going to make some predictions right now we're going to kick off the early game on the 17th on Saturday Everton home to Liverpool. Whoo, boy, oh boy. Uh, generally, Liverpool dominates this. This is 2020, though, folks. Everything, we're in the upside down. Everything's, everything's messed up. Everything's wonky. Uh, I know Liverpool are three wins to one loss. But their last loss was a real kick in the dick. Uh, but here's the deal. Everton are going to lose this year. They're not going to go undefeated, I don't think. Um, will they lose this match? I think so. I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool. Liverpool's going to right the ship, at least for this game. Everton are going to fall. They're going to look good, but they're going to falter. Uh, and uh, they're going to have their first blemish on the season. That's my prediction. Obviously, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about <laughs> with the way this season has panned out so far. So don't fucking listen to me. I'm not giving betting advice. If you bet based on what I'm telling you, you you're you're ignorant as fuck. <laughs> just like me. I'm just going right from the right from the hip here. And then we've got the next match: West Brom and Burnley. I can tell you what. I will pray that there is another match on other than that because that sounds like a fucking snooze fest. 1-1. Don't give a shit who wins. Neither of these teams are very good. And then we go to Chelsea and Southampton. That's an interesting match. Southampton on the road. Better than Southampton on uh, at home. Chelsea has had an interesting start to the year. Have looked great at, in during stretches. And have looked kind of shit in some stretches. Kind of like most every other club apparently. Uh, except for Everton. And Villa, um, but I think Chelsea three one. Chelsea's gonna Chelsea's gonna come out on top on this one. I would love I would love if they drop points to Southampton. Always want the big clubs to drop points to the mid table clubs, but um, I'm thinking Chelsea is gonna come out victorious. And then we've got the uh, oh Lord have mercy, Aiden. I'm praying for you. Uh, Newcastle at home to United. I honestly think United cannot. They can't play as bad as they did against Spurs, uh, assuming no one gets sent off like Martial did. Uh, it's going to be a competitive game. 
I, I think I think we might get a draw here, or they might get a draw. And but I but I'm gonna I'm gonna say United United two one. Um, maybe I'm just rooting for Aiden at this point because Man United have been so bad. <laughs> All right, and then we've got next up on Saturday 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 Leicester City. And Aston Villa. Who would have thought this would be a um, a top four game? Um, God, this is hard to pick. Are Aston Villa that good? Or are they just like blowing their load at the start? Like most men. Um, I don't know. Grealish is great. That Watkins kid obviously uh, put Liverpool to the sword. As they say. Um... And I didn't think Leicester was going to be that great, but apparently they're like, fuck off, Matt. We're going to be good this year again. Like we are every year, apparently, now. So, shit, I don't, I don't know how to pick this one. Um, but I got to pick one. Quit being a bitch, Matt, and just pick a team. Um, God. I think Leicester City's going to get this one. 3-2. Three, three, There's going to be some goals in this. Leicester City 3, Aston Villa 2. Um, and then, oh, God, the next one. Bottom of the table. Sheffield United and Fulham. Well, someone's got to get points here. I mean, there's points There's points on the table here. So, so uh, both of these teams so far are zero wins combined. I believe they both lost four matches. Uh, they're both shit. I didn't think Sheffield United would be this bad. I thought Fulham would be this bad. I'm going to go Sheffield United 1-0. Fulham apparently doesn't like to win. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Everyone likes to win. They're just shit. Um, but so far, Sheffield have been shit too. But I expected better out of them, so I'm going to go 1-0 Sheffield United. And then we've got Man City and Arsenal to cap off Saturday's matches. Um, wow, this is this is, uh, this is is an interesting one. Man City coming off of a 5-2 defeat to Leicester. Arsenal have looked pretty good so far. I, I think Man City's the better club. I picked him to win the, the league. And I think they're, I mean, they're at home. I don't think they're at home. They are at home, Matthew. Just look at the fucking schedule here. Um, and, and I'm going to go, uh, actually, no, I'm going to go to draw. 2-2 two, two draw. I think Man City's going to blow a couple chances. Arsenal's going to hit him on a couple counters. And I would love, maybe I'm just, I'm just, I'm just rooting for a draw. But 2-2 two, two draw. I love to, I would love to see both teams drop points. Um, opening up Sunday's early match. Crystal Palace and Brighton. Palace have some wins already this year. Brighton have looked bright. <laughs> um, they hit five goalposts uh, against Man Man United, and then got that last last second uh, penalty called against them where they lost. But they've looked good. They looked decent against Chelsea at times. Um, this is and, and this is a tough one. Uh, this might end up being one of those nil-nil draws. I wouldn't be surprised by that if it's nil-nil or 1-1. One, one. But I'm going to go draw. And then we've got Tottenham-West Ham. West Ham have looked pretty good this this year so far. Um, Tottenham obviously have... They, tot, honestly, let, let's, let's just be real. Tottenham have looked better than I thought they would. They lost their first match. Uh, we dropped points to Newcastle on a bullshit call as we talked about last week. And so since since... They haven't lost. We haven't lost since our first game against Everton, all in in all competitions, and I think that's going on like 
you know, eight competitions now. Um, I think we're going to get a win here. Maybe we'll get our first clean sheet. That would be nice. 2-0 is popping out to me. I'd be totally happy with a 2-0 win. I would love to get a clean sheet. So let's do it, boys. Come on, you Spurs. Fuck off, you Hammers. Um, and then we're going to round off the week with a real interesting one. Leeds United at home to Wolves. Um, Wolves been kind of disappointing this year. Leeds United have been really good. I, I predicted of, of all the clubs that were coming up from the championship, Leeds was the one that stood out as being able to be successful this year. So far, they've done that. Top half of the uh, of the table. They've had some exciting matches. They've lacked defense at some time. They've made some rash penalties, um, but they've scored goals. And they've played an exciting brand of football, as Liverpool can attest, um, and other teams. So... This is this is um this might be a good this will be a good match I think we it might be one of those high scoring ones like a three three draw a classic draw um or maybe a three two Leeds United I I don't know this one could go either way and and I I don't know how it's gonna go but I'm gonna go th- I'm gonna go three two Leeds I wouldn't be surprised if it um if it was a draw though um so that that's my predictions I think at the end of this week Tottenham will be uh, looking pretty good. I think we're set up to um, to have some success this year, uh, you know, barring injuries, of course. We were scared that Sun might be out, and he, apparently he didn't hurt his hamstring as as much as we thought it would be. So he came uh, came out and scored a couple goals against United. Looked great. Obviously, running was not a, a factor, and if it was, United are just that shit. I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe they are, uh, but no, he looked great. Um, so looking forward to this week. Um, like I said, since this is the international break we're going into, you've got my predictions already. We've talked to Aiden. I think we're going to skip next, uh, next football Friday. So, uh, on the 16th, we're not going to have a episode since there's really no reason to, we're having it now. And, um, then we'll be back on the 23rd. So thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the regular show on Monday. That's when I talk about all the regular shit. Uh, Make sure you please support me on Patreon. Um, Got a lot of listeners on this show. And would love if a couple of y'all jumped over onto my Patreon. Patreon.com slash MJDistefano. $1 a month. You're putting your name to to something and saying, I believe in in Matt. I believe in what he's doing. Not just this bullshit on the Football Fridays. This is just for fun. Um, But the real shit, the real issues, talking about deconstruction, reconstruction, faith, our politics, our belief systems, you know, talking about these big ideas that we need to be talking about, um, bringing on guests uh, that are fantastic, to be honest with you. We got Adam Erickson coming up on Monday. We've talked to Katie Valentine, Michelle Collins, Derek Day, Keith Giles. Uh, who else have we talked to? Kyle Butler. Uh, if I'm missing anyone, I apologize. Uh, but it's like the same thing on Heretic Happy Hour. Like we're, we're offering a platform to get some of the best ideas out there. Agree or don't agree. Uh, bring on some of the best guests in the world. No joke. Like Heretic Happy Hour, Richard Rohr, Rob Bell, Rachel Held Evans, Nadia Bulls Weber. Like we're bringing a platform to get the best and brightest thinkers out there and it you know it's it's good work that we're doing 
So any bit of financial support that you can offer is huge. Is hu huge. Is huge for for shows like this, for work like the ones I do, um, uh, you know, in my personal life and on Heretic Happy Hour and things like that. So again, patreon.com slash Stefano. Appreciate it. You're going to unlock a bunch of other cool shit that's exclusive for you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It is um, coming up on voting time. If you believe in voting, vote. It's important um, to at least be engaged. This is a crazy time. And honestly, like whatever your politics are, I personally believe that Donald Trump is not fit to be running shit. And yeah, I meant for that to rhyme. Um, so this guy's got to go. I, I really am strongly believing that. Um, if you don't agree with me, fine, whatever. I don't think you're a terrible person. I just think he doesn't give a shit about anyone except for himself and his interests. So stay engaged, like be diligent. Don't sit there and think like it's a wrap because it's not, as we know, like anything can happen. So if you don't like it, like fucking put your name to something else. So um, yeah, that's my little spiel. Peace and love. We'll talk to you next time. I'll see you on uh, Monday, 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 Monday. Bye.